Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are listening. Welcome back to the Black Women Working Podcast. It's Chantelle here. It's Natalie. Hey, Nats, how are you? I'm okay. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Half half term relaxation ish, I'll call it. What do you mean ish? I still got things to do, innit? Not full rest, but it's rested. That, That part. But. We are here today for another segment of Let's Talk About It. Sorry, yes, he's definitely. teasing the listeners. Not quite season six yet. <laughs> but um, as we know via the socials, via news, things are happening and we can't mm. help but um, yeah. throw in what the Black Women Working Team are thinking. Yeah. And today we are going to delve into Sandy Newton mm-hmm. on colorism. Yeah. Yeah. And not gonna lie, this has been a difficult conversation for us to navigate. Yeah. <laughs> even even before we started recording, in terms of just understanding so so many things about that um apology video. So Shan, do you just want to set the mood, like give us some mood music? Like what some what happened? Lord. I mean, <laughs> I feel like you'll do it better than me, but I guess the thing that everybody would have seen. And we'll go a little bit backwards before we go forwards. Yeah, I agree. But the thing that everybody would have seen is perhaps a short clip from Sky News where Fandy Newton was being, she's a mixed race actress or biracial actress. Um, She's just promoting a film that is not, it's not at release point yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But the video that sparked everybody's reaction was her apologising for quote unquote being the chosen one. The fact that she, in this interview, recognised that colorism is an issue in her industry. Mm-hmm. Um, her sort of own taking and view was that she has just fulfilled a role that she thinks would have been better fulfilled by a darker skinned woman. No, I don't think that's correct. So she basically, in the process of the interview that she had on Sky News, she basically said that initially she felt that a darker skinned black woman would be more suitable for the role but then she said she felt that she could get comfortable doing the role because she realized that her perception as to whether she could fulfill the role um was kind of influenced by her own internal prejudice internal prejudices quote unquote yeah internal biases so I just wanted to clarify that because that's an important point and I think that that's a I mean (laughs) we've had to pick and choose how we get into this Mm. but even that point what internal prejudice are we talking about here we don't even know but that's not even the point we're going to go into really so taking a step back um talk me through why colorism is even a thing and I say that like not (laughs) not from a question of ignorance but like Ah, Sai, talk to me about colorism now. I mean, like, we're never gonna, we're never gonna really cover it in a let's talk about it. It's something that is, that is so deep and so entrenched in, in our society, the same way racism is, like, the same way you couldn't really have, like, a let's talk about it, explaining what racism is. That's why we've got a whole podcast, right, sometimes to talk about kind of discrimination that we face at the workplace but that's only some of what we talk about just clarifying for the girls in the back for the new listeners but um 
colorism is effectively um, discrimination based on skin tone rather than the concepts of race. So the idea that if someone is lighter skinned or appears closer to European skin tones, um, they receive preferential treatment and people that are darker skinned um, receive different treatment based on the fact that they are darker skinned. So um, I think it's Lupita Nguyen'o, hopefully I said her name correctly. She said that, you know, racism, colorism is effectively the cousin of racism. And it's something that as our conversations about racism become more nuanced, that we are having to really kind of discuss and understand. And I think we've always kind of had this general, I would say growing up in a Caribbean household, there's always kind of been a discussion of people being light-skinned, red-skinned, looking mixed race, being mixed race. There's there's kind of always been a, prefer, a preference towards, or an assumption that if someone is lighter-skinned, they are nicer-looking. Um, from my childhood, looking back my personal experience, that's kind of my first introduction to colorism. But obviously it goes a lot deeper than that. And for example, in certain situations, you being darker skinned can lead to you not getting job opportunities. It can lead to you getting harsher sentences for the same crime as a light skinned person. It can, it can lead to so many different types of disadvantages. So many so that I, I don't really wanna do like a, I don't think it's a, it's like a, a noddy's guide that we could ever do to really under, understand the complexities of it. Um, but that's kind of the overall theme. And I think we've been quite vocal recently, not us, but as a society, I feel, on calling out what we perceive to be colorism. So the idea that when black people appear to be on TV, nine times out of 10, I'm using that figure loosely, it's more light-skinned people. When we're looking at black people in senior positions of power, nine times out, not nine times out of 10, but there's a propensity for those people to be, whether they're male or female, to be lighter skinned and so while we may talk about colorism more in relation to what we see on tv and in music and on social media um there is a lot to be said about how those trends don't just appear in the media bubble but they also can impact people on a on a day-to-day -day life basis if that makes sense yeah and I, th I think you know we enter this conversation knowing that we perhaps have to go beyond the sphere of media um, and that this isn't something that is necessarily confined to beauty and acting mm -hmm. and music but actually you've given some really good examples of how and when we see it in other places in society. Um, I mean it's, it's even that deep to be fair that you know certain US studies have shown um, that there's actually a wage gap between lighter skinned people across all ethnicities and darker skinned people. So it, it isn't something that, you know, I think there can sometimes be a propensity to be like, oh, this is just a divide and conquer principle, but it, it does actually have real life um, impacts for people's lives. Yeah. Do, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just want to be clear that it is something that we really do need to discuss in a really sophisticated and careful way, you know? And I'll, I'll pick up use of words there in terms of divide and con divide and conquer in that you know historically that is that's the role that colorism has actually played mm. um if we go back to slavery but bringing it back to like today's episode 
I think one of the reasons why Sandy Newton's video has sparked such reaction is the sort of divide and conquer nature in that people have been upset by this apology that she made for taking this role, this apology, um, you know, some media outlets are saying it's perhaps the language that she used, it's perhaps that it was performative. But I think what strikes is that I saw it and rolled my eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not because I don't care about the issue, not because I'm aggrieved by that particular person, but it is interesting to feel like in essence even though you you can say she's biracial a black woman has stood up and called out an issue and taken somebody really called of, out of it called it I would say she's disgusting if she hasn't disgusted called out yeah anything decided for her own personal reasons that there's a level of personal responsibility that she wants to take but me as a fellow black woman I'm like and but did she take did she really take any level of personal responsibility because if we look at some of the things that she said she was like just to clarify um Tandy Newton um her mum is from Zimbabwe and her dad is English so obviously her mum is dark not obviously but her mum is dark skinned or darker than her and her dad is white and so she had said in the interview that kind of kicked this off is that she had struggled with this role that she was she had taken in this film she's promoting called God's Country which is what the interview on Sky News was about because she believed that initially when she read the script she felt like the role should have been um given to a darker skinned actress now I haven't seen the film um it's got really good ratings on Rotten Tomatoes actually got a rare 100 rating which is phenomenal and you know the feedback from her own performance has been that she was amazing, which to be fair, I kind of expect because she's a brilliant actress. One hundred. Um, but I just thought it was interesting to me that she felt the need to announce that she felt that the role should have initially been given to a darker-skinned woman, and that the way that she felt comfortable with that was that she realised that that perception was to do with her own internal biases and prejudices now I haven't seen the film I haven't read the script I also haven't read the short story that the film is based on and so I can't really give any comments as to whether that character should or should not have been played by a darker skin actress but I would say I did think it was interesting if we talk about kind of the conversations we've had about Candice Braithwaite and Rochelle Humes and the motherhood documentary mm. um, it was interesting to hear Tandy, Tandy be so honest about what she initially felt mm. and then to see that she had proceeded to do the role anyway um, but then goes on to apologise to black women saying she's sorry um, that she feels like she hasn't represented them but the women that are you know, critical of her and using that word loosely, look like her mum. So she feels, an, obviously, I think what she's implying, implying is that she feels an affinity to them that they don't return to her. Yeah. Um, and then which, so, uh, which, I th- which I think, no, which feeds into this like divide and conquer that there's so many parts of, of that conversation 
that we don't know. Like, we don't know what this internal prejudice is about. We don't know Sandy's day-to-day interaction or nature with darker-skinned women, because to be honest, I, I rate her as an actor, not like rate her, rate her, but an actress. As an actress yeah, yeah I, I think her work is good. I, I, I don't know where the origins of those feelings or mm. that comes from. I'm not mm. saying it's not real at all. Mm. Um, it, it would be interesting to know because I, I, I don't know, or, or am I, or am I just what you call it, desensitized? That I perhaps would come across this movie and accept that it's good without thinking, oh, a darker skinned woman should have played that because I'm so used to this is the way it is. So some of these conflicting, what what seem like conflicting views that she's having or feelings that she's having, the nature and basis of it is interesting because I, I definitely don't come at it from that angle maybe that's why I rolled my eyes because I, I do whatever I don't get I it. think I think there are two levels to it I think there's an overall conversation about representation in media um, and a kind of scarcity of roles but I think that's a separate thing that we talk about because that subject in and of itself is so broad and, and so deep and also we're not in that industry so I feel like we, we can't jump in and out of subjects um, but I think for me what was interesting was kind of the apology like I'm sorry I don't represent you I'm sorry I've taken your work I'm sorry I've taken your men and to me it just made me feel a bit uncomfortable in the sense of not that I personally don't want an apology I don't think anyone asked for an apology I think the whole episode because I don't want to call it performance because that takes that's just trying to say she wasn't genuine in what she's saying and I can't speak to that was just a bit bizarre. The guys are asking you about film. You start bringing up that you think a dark skin actress should have done it. You then take the role anyway. You do a really good job at it, but then you think you need to tell everyone that you felt a dark skin actress should have done it. I just find it like, and then you give this kind of very broad brush opinion, which has no real relevance to what you were talking about in the first place. I mean, there are consistent kind of, examples of black darker skin actresses who have acted in roles and when a series has been remade or a movie has got distribution or whatever or or been edited or been recut they've been cut out of roles or they've been replaced with lighter skin actresses one I can think of is Raising Dion like if you look at the that's a so for those don't know that's a a series on Netflix that was um kind of I, don't, I wouldn't say written, but I know Michael B. Jordan, who I love, was involved in it. And the first kind of mum was very much a dark-skinned mum, very much a very, um, I would say, African-American, what we would expect to see from an active African-American mother. Mm. And when the show got picked up by for production or picked up by Netflix, however it is, the actress was recast to someone who's clearly biracial and was this a lot more palatable. We've yeah. seen that historically, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, My Wife and Kids, where they actually, in our faces, change. They don't, they don't even change. They don't even anymore. hide it, right? Yeah. At least raising Dion, it was just like a few, a few minutes on YouTube that we saw, yeah. you know. Um, and so there is a wider conversation to have about that. But then it goes on to something that we were discussing separately, like, you know, who should be saying sorry, but also who has a responsibility. And I know that when we talked about Candice and Rochelle, and this is very kind of similar in that vein, really, this is effectively like the part two of that conversation um, 
a lot of our, our viewpoint was that Rochelle, for multiple reasons, as far as we were concerned, should have just hold, been like, hold tight. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Should have been like, should I really be doing this? Um, one, I didn't give birth via the NHS anyway. And two, yeah. I don't really identify as black, but then... But, but the, 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 that's also... A, 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 that is also a space that we also know that we can't speak to, right? Because as black women, as in two two parents who are obviously black, we also can't speak to what it means to be biracial. And and but Rochelle Humes isn't biracial though. She is she not? No. I didn't even know that. I don't think she is. I'll double okay. check. No, I'm pretty sure her mum's white. All right, my bad. My but, bad. Um, so, but, but, we, but we also can't speak to, not that we have to, but what it means to identify to, with a particular group, right? In, in that sense of the way. Like, whatever feelings... Oh, yeah, you're right. She is. I apologise. I just have to do one quick Google. <laughs> well, I don't, but you know what? I, I don't even think right now for the point that we're trying to make that's relevant because at the end of the day, if something doesn't apply to, to you or doesn't impact you or you... It's, it's like who takes it's I'm not trying to say whether she's black or not I think that's just, mm. I apologize for raising that because I think that gets the situation way laid the, the conversation gets way laid that way but if if you know that you know you didn't give birth in the NHS you never really talked about your birth story too tough like that there's a darker skinned woman whether she knew or not is still up for debate I don't know yeah. but there's a there's clearly a darker skinned woman who has spoken at length about being a, a mother about her situations, even the people five times more that run the charity, they're both darker skinned. Yeah. A lot of our expectations, maybe our expectations were too high, were to be like, well, wouldn't you think that it's not something you should be talking about because it's not your lived experience, but also more importantly, it seems to the people that that you're interviewing that have appeared to die all seem to be significantly darker than you. Mm. Is where is the the awareness? And I think where I become unstuck with this apology is that there was an acknowledgement yeah. before you even took the role yeah. that you thought the role could have, could have gone to a darker skinned actress. Yeah. Now, in this environment, you were aware of the fact that darker skinned actresses don't really, not don't really, are not given the same opportunities as lighter skinned actresses. I don't, I don't feel like we need to talk about that extensively. There was also... Um, talking about that now with the harder they is it the harder they come or the harder they fall the Netflix film that came out recently with Jonathan Majors the the casting director in in that film was highly criticised for casting um, Stagecoach Mary as a very young light-skinned woman because in reality Stagecoach Mary was a very dark-skinned woman right so so going back to your initial question about who should be sorry who should take responsibility like would we feel any differently if say and and sandy's new sandy newton's interview was not even on this topic it was just talk about the film but should for example the casting team of x production be called and say you know don't, don't you think this this would have felt better if you had some darker skin actors actresses yeah, but I and think, they apologize but I think that's just that's just an example but I think that Candy Newton is is from what I understand her career to be obviously not being in the industry not having all the experience is she not in a position where she can turn down a role 
the type of actress she's been and the extensive career she's had and say, actually, my heart is telling me that I should go to a dark skin woman. I'm going to give that to a dark skin woman. Individual versus collective. And as we, we allude to quite often, this capitalist society, I don't, I don't know how able people feel to put their moral compass first. Because yeah, I don't know what bill she has to pay, so I can't really speak for her. Right. But I think to me, that's what I took from it. Like, if you felt that something was for a darker skin woman, because even though she did a really good job in it, so, so they say, she's still not entirely comfortable with the situation. Because if she was entirely comfortable with the situation, darling, she wouldn't have raised it. She wouldn't even have okay, so let's, let's Let me just sidestep for a second. Take the same concept, but remove race, i.e. two people go for a job. One is more experienced, maybe potentially be- could be better than you at it, and you get it. You take mm-hmm. the job still. But how, no? would I know what, how would I know what the other person's doing? How would I know who the other applicant is? It wasn't a situation where she was up against another actress. My, 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 my point is that... I think the comparison doesn't work because it's not a situation where she's, uh, she knows she's up against Viola Davis and then she takes the role and she doesn't give it to Viola Davis or she doesn't give it to another dark skin actress. That's not what she said. What she said was she, she felt, felt. Felt. So it's not about who else is going for the role because we don't even know. She could have mm. been, they could have only approached her to do it. She could have been their first person they approached. And then she said, yes. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Mm. So, and I don't think... me unanswered. Yeah, and I don't think for situations like this, you can even say, let's take race out of it. I have like, just a general like bugs bear. Like when people say, let's take race out of it. I feel like you can't take race out of it because racism as is in capitalism is ingrained in society. So the idea that you can move, remove race as a deciding factor in a lot of decisions to me no, as in, so I, didn't, I, I didn't mean to remove race I meant as in let's just place it in a different context i.e somebody else gets a job you get a job knowing maybe that you might not be the best person for it but you still go for it anyway um yeah but that I feel happens. like not being but I feel like not being qualified or overqualified or underqualified for a role is different from a colorism aspect. Do you get what I'm trying to say? If I, I, I get what you're trying team, to say, but I'm talking from the from the ground of like, if your moral compass is so loud, so loud that she has to cry on national TV when asked about this film, if it's so loud, why didn't it speak from the get go? Yeah, and I agree. And with then, that. yeah, that's the question. And then I'm that asking. said, so 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 changing the context, there are times maybe where we step into roles where we perhaps don't feel as confident or we don't feel like we're the person, but we still step into it. Yeah, but that is, but again, I just don't think you can confirm that. If I'm going for a job that's going to be two grades up and I'm pushing myself and I'm not 110% confident, that's different as to my ability to to do the job. I don't see how that can be compared to if an actress, a well-known actress, is convinced that from reading a character that character should really be played by a darker skinned woman. I don't think that comparison, me personally, the listeners can let us know what they think, but I just, I don't think that that None of it makes sense works. because she also then went and done a really good job, says the reviews. So yeah, but her ability to do a good job, but this is the thing, it's the issue is not about her ability because everyone knows she can act. I've watched her. I love watching her. She's brilliant. I've never seen a film that she's done and thought, oh, that was not good. I think she's a brilliant actress. 
What I'm trying to say is it goes beyond, it's different from ability. It goes beyond slightly differently. Not slightly differently, it goes beyond that. This is an issue of colorism. And it's not about ability or access to resources in that sense. It's more about what I believe to be morally correct. And comparing ability compared to colorism, to me, just doesn't work because colorism is you're being, you're being picked on the basis of your skin tone. It's nothing to do whether you can do the job or not. Mm. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like it's, mm. it's slightly, it's slightly nuanced in that sense. So I don't. What, what I'm, what I'm, where I'm at with this conversation, which I feel like is where it's beginning is, and so what? <laughs> and not so what, like it doesn't matter, but we've, you know, we spoke about in our last, let's talk about it episode about, what our daily diet is, what we take on and what we don't take on and what, and what it means for us in our everyday being. And I think that my my real issue with this topic is that I, I really can't get to, and what does that mean every day for Black women working? Like, what do we do with that information? Where do we go? With you mean it? her apology? Her apology, not even her apology, like, and, and maybe there's a level of complacency in what I'm saying because it's relaxed because I'm relaxing so. on half term but like and so now you have brought this to the news you've brought it to our social media timelines but we what, know colorism colorism we the issue with the, the topic we know it she just, just taking a step back right yeah I'm, I'm part but, of me because she, like, ex- she never says the word colorism no she doesn't yeah. But but we I know what it you mean. I'm just trying we to know it's an issue, but but then what? But then yeah, what? I agree. It, yeah. it just it just feels like but that's why she gives the apology because she like... had a but she had a little therap- she had a little personal therapeutic moment. And if that made her conscience feel better for this internal prejudice that she's talking about, mm-hmm. good for her. But what does that do for us? And mm-hmm. I, I I'm trying to figure out like you know, we always sort of end on a like. And so this is what we're taking from this and this is yeah, where we're going and growing yeah. from this. And I, I just feel really like, okay, scroll on. I mean, I think anything, anything that kind of brings, that gets us to talk about col- colorism um, in a healthy, um, I think healthy is the wrong word, but in a, in a productive way is helpful. I'm not sure that, the, the apology or the, the episode on Sky News has has done that. So I get where you're coming from because part of me is like, if anything, this is a kind of misrepresentation of the issue. Mm. Um, because like, it's not something that she can apologize away <laughs> because right. it, it does, you know, it, these things do affect black women in the workplace. They just do. Colorism as anything that I always say this, it's like anything that is represented on our TVs or is an issue in terms of what we see in the media is, is like a cycle, it's an ecosystem. So whether we, mm. what happens in society impacts, impacts, impacts what we see on TV, what in, happens on TV in, impacts how we feel in society. It's a full-blown ecosystem. So when there are, I find issues with representation in what we see on our televisions, um, whether that be fiction or non-fiction media, news documentaries whatever that ultimately impacts how people how people make decisions what they think their belief system 
And so we just go round and round in a circle. I think for me, and this is something that you mentioned, like in our pre-chat, I think it's a good time to bring it up, is that the apology in and of itself doesn't really address the structural issues. Mm. And I think we said that last time as well. Like, And I feel like if you're not going to address the structural issues, or alternatively, if you're not going to, apart from your bare apology, take positive steps to readdress the imbalance that you feel that you have noticed or the internal prejudice that you have, what is the point of this con- of right. conversation? And I, I, and I think that that's the problematic nature in terms mm. of assuming personal responsibility for something that's greater than us is that now we're here talking about Thandie Newton and this episode on mm-hmm. Sky News mm-hmm. as opposed to anybody with any significant power stepping up and saying, huh, let's yeah. talk about yeah, it. Speaks, Instead, yeah. we're, we're talking about how invalid or inappropriate or inaccurate this apology was. I don't think, like, I think for me, what I thought was interesting was that there was no redress. Mm. It's like when someone says, oh, um, don't be late. And you're like, sorry, I even exist. Sorry, I'm breathing. <laughs> sorry, I'm alive. Like, I'm so sorry. Dramatics. Like, that's really rude of me. I'm so <laughs> But you know what I mean? It's like, if you're like, yeah. Max, you're late. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I even came. You're like, bruh, I, I wasn't actually talking about those things. But in and of itself, like nobody asks her to apologise, which again, I think is bizarre. I think, because we've got to wrap it up now, but there is a question, and I think you were trying to, we've been trying to get to it, you're trying to get to it, of like, where does personal individual agency come in? Yeah. Um, And I think that it appears to me that there was some individual agency here, but then are we holding people to a really, really high standards not just from a monetary or financial perspective but from a career perspective people who are creatives they have their own career goals things that they want to achieve things that they roles that they want to take on that challenges them that move that move them and so you know are we putting too much on her shoulders to be like you should have taken the role however my whole thing is then if you didn't feel good about it why did you do it and then cry on tv about doing it it just seems a bit weird but yeah, and I'm and I'm I'm quite happy to to let that be the sort of lingering fall. If you didn't feel good about it, or you don't feel good about it, don't do it. Right, right. As easy yeah. or as hard as that might be. And I think it's just a reminder for us all to really acknowledge the fact that colorism operates in our workplaces as as well. Because sometimes I think when we see these things on the media. We're like it doesn't really happen to us and it doesn't it doesn't apply to our workplaces and I think that it's a reminder that these things do impact us and just just a you know a reminder to be vigilant and if you see it even if it doesn't even if you feel like it's not impacting you if you're seeing it then you need to do something to redress that balance to the extent that you can so yeah, yeah. I feel like we'll be yeah. talking about this again because <laughs> all bay make the same as it were <laughs> Well, no, I think it's slightly different, but <laughs> yeah, I get what you mean. But um, yeah, girl, mm, interesting. Well, That's all yeah, I want to say. Interesting. We had to take chat. our time to think about this one because it's like, as you this can is, see, this is one that I definitely, definitely would invite our listeners to to come and comment on and let us know where this landed mm, with yes, them. Yes, please. Yeah, I'd um, be interested on, to know 
on receipt of the social media and maybe even listening to our reflections where they agree or actually have something that they'd like to add because yeah, I'm I'm not steady on this one. No, I'm glad you I'm not on a steady. It. I'm not on a steady footing with this one. Yeah, and, I, and yeah, and I just I think the difficulty with with even with discussing something like this is like what the hell? <laughs> yeah, and like, what the hell? And and just knowing <laughs> also like you know t- taking a level of sensitivity. I'm not using this platform to come and bash any black woman either. Yeah, not at all. So, yeah. And so I think, yeah, it's it's really difficult to tell people what choices they should make um um again you just gotta let your own internal morality guide you but my advice don't make a decision feel guilty about it cry about it yeah of all places sky news you can't even do one two bbc i don't anyway (laughs) i don't know just somewhere where where that would make sense and would go to an audience who would understand yeah there's, there's so many layers but um yeah I got some season six planning to go away okay I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry don't need to take like your literally time. um we are in the recording process so I, I've got some research and planning to do but yeah I'll continue to let this this simmer, simmer. <laughs> and, and see what our see what our listeners say um, but thank you, as always. It's mm. always good to just sort of yes. take it, digest it, mm. and and see where we can live and grow from our surroundings. And to my dear mm. and everybody else, um, thank you for taking the time to be with us. Mm-hmm. And you can continue to be with us via our social media. That's at BWW Podcast UK. You can find where we're at, what we're doing, our past work, and maybe future projects coming on our mm-hmm. website, which is www.blackwomenworking.com. Mm-hmm. And on a more personal note, you are always welcome to email us on blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com. And to be fair, the reason we even discussed this was because a listener actually yes. to shout her out. A yes. listener actually was like, nah. I need to hear what you lot think. (laughs) It's true. It's true. It was from a personal email. It was Lani. Um, Yeah. So I just want to. Lani, come back to us. Yeah. (laughs) Come back to us after this episode. Let us know. So that that would be interesting to to hear what she thinks about what we've had to say. Or maybe for her to come on and have another chat with us. Who knows? Who Who knows? knows? All right then. All right, sweetie. I'm going to go and. We'll catch you guys later. All right. Ciao for now. Bye. Bye.